as adults in the faith, as peers. We're proud of your accomplishments, and we commit to serving, loving, and continuing to help you grow in your faith as long as we can. As we conclude our Senior Sunday events, Reagan Price is going to end with a prayer, and we're continuing worship. As soon as Reagan is done, seniors, if you would, just get right here. I'll move the podium. We can take a group picture together. Thank you, guys. Reagan. Father, we're grateful for moments like this. We're grateful for uh, a group of young people that that are impressive in their achievements. We're grateful for a group of, of families that are have uh, poured themselves into uh, the the young people that are here on on stage. Father, most of all, we're we're grateful for you for. Uh, your impact on on these young people's lives and father we we ask that that continue we ask that they continue to pursue you that they continue to seek you father father we uh, again for what what is represented before us but uh, we also uh, we pray for we pray for each future that's represented here. Father, may they always be, may these young people, and may all of us always be aware of your presence. May we always be in tune with your voice. And Father, Father, may we always be in step with your Holy Spirit. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, parents and family, if you want to take a quick picture, I'll move the podium. And we can move into our worship. You can love each other if you want, you know. All right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> That's a lot of brain power on one stage, isn't it? <laughs> a, lot, a, lot, a lot smarter than me. And, that, you know, it's really fun to celebrate those seniors and, and to see them up here in this accomplishment. Congratulations to all y'all. Um, but we're here also to celebrate somebody else, and that's Jesus Christ. So please stand up with me, and let's do that together. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice, for he has made me glad. He has made me glad, he has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad, he has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. 
has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Holy Lord, most holy Lord, you alone are worthy of my praise, O holy Lord, most holy Lord, with all of my heart I sing. You give the 
It's a time in our worship when we choose to take communion together. And, and uh, we're going to do that in just a moment after I offer a prayer. And we're going to take this little cup that you have in your chair. We're going to eat this wafer and drink this juice. And, and sometimes that can become so routine. Even with the, the unique way we're doing it now with all of our individualized cups. We're not passing trays back and forth. It's become routine. And I hope that it is not routine to you today. I hope that we can celebrate together and, and recognize what a special thing it is that we're celebrating. That the creator of the universe became flesh and blood and came to this, came to this earth and lived and taught and performed some miracles, but also died for us, for you, for me. And rose again and conquered death and, and went back to be with his father in heaven and is coming back again one of these days. And we drink a little bit of juice and we eat a little bit of bread because we believe that that story is real and it's true. And we want it to be the thing that, that dictates every action of our lives. And that's what we want to do together this morning. And we're celebrating our seniors and it's amazing the things that they have accomplished and we're so proud of them. And so excited to see what they're going to do next. And we're going to spend time in the Word today. And we're singing songs today. And, and you may even have other things on your to-do list. I mean, I think this is the one day over the next seven or eight that's not supposed to rain. So you got a whole bunch of stuff ready to do as soon as we're done here today. And all those things are fine and they're important. But let's not miss this moment here. Let's be reminded of how passionately we are loved. And how great the grace is that we have received because of Jesus. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity to, to praise you, to sing praises with our voices and with our hearts today. Thank you for the opportunity that you give us to pray to you. To come into your very throne room and just tell you what's on our hearts. And on our hearts on this at this moment right now, God, is just awe and thanksgiving. We are in awe of how much you loved us, and we are so thankful for it that you sent your son Jesus to die for us. Thank you for his body that he was willing to sacrifice. Thank you for his blood that flowed, that, that washes us clean. Thank you for your grace, for, for accepting us where we are, but, but not wanting us to stay there and making it possible for us to move forward and for us to have hope of forgiveness and grace while we're experiencing this life and an eternal reward with you forever when this life is over. So let us treat this moment as special as it truly is. I pray all these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Blackstone. We have Marshall Brown, and she normally preaches every Sunday. Uh, but today we get a, a special treat, and Brandon Dodd, and this morning he said he only had three pages of notes, which was very good. I appreciate that. But it's on, like, font three, and so it's, like, packed in there. And uh, just want to note, you took a long time with the Senior Sunday already, so, you know. 
I have to give him a hard time. I love you, buddy. Let's all stand up. We'll have a song before his lesson, then Brandon will bring the word. When you go, I'll go. When you stay, I'll stay. When you move, I'll move. I will follow you. Prove your love, I'll love. How you serve, I'll serve. With this life I lose, I will follow. All your ways are good. All your ways are sure. I will trust in you alone. Higher than my sight. High above my life. I will trust in you alone. In you alone. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. When you move, I'll move. I will follow you. Serve, I'll serve. If this life I lose, I will follow you. Yeah, I will follow you. Yeah. Light into the world, light into my life. I will live for you alone. You're the one I see, knowing I will find all I need. If you've got reservations at Sawgrass, just go ahead and call. I think it's, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, if I didn't introduce myself before, uh, my name is Brandon Dodd, and I am the youth minister here at Flagstone. And man, let's just give a hand one more time to our seniors, please. So many accomplishments, so much good stuff. And we, we have to celebrate. We have to celebrate. And, this, and what, a, what an amazing accomplishment for us to be able to celebrate after a, a difficult year. Many of these seniors, I mean, it's, it's trying to figure out, okay, so what, what are we doing? Like, are we, you know, am I doing stuff at home? Am I doing stuff at school? Am I doing both? Like, what, you know, what's going on? And in the middle of all of that, it's, 
important, I think, that we ground ourselves in Scripture. So if you would, let's go ahead and turn to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, whether that's on your phones or your physical Bibles, whatever you need. In these moments of, this, of the pandemic and so many other things, there's, Scripture just seems to ground us, just seems to put us into a place where we can rest, where we can have peace, peace that surpasses all understanding. So we're going to read Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9, and then we will pray. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. It's on the screen if you need it. Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say it, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things and what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Let's pray. Father God, we are grateful for these seniors and their achievements. And Father, as we dive into your word today and see these ancient paths, God, I pray that you open up our hearts and our minds to see you more clearly, to see the free life that you have given us. God, I pray that you speak through me, um, that you give me the words to say, and that I can step out of the way. I thank you for everything that you do for us, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. There is one simple and beautiful truth in this life, and it is that we exist to know and to enjoy our God. To know and to enjoy our God. The God of the stars that created the oceans and the seas and everything in them, along with entire galaxies and universes all the way down to the very hairs of our head. He wants to be close with us, which is so, so beautiful. And he wants us to not only be close, but to enjoy that closeness too. Paul says here, man, rejoice. Not just once, I say it again, rejoice, that we can have that in our every single day life. Now that's awesome. Now I'll mention before we move on that a lot of the things that I'm going to say today, uh, there's, there's this uh, author and preacher by the name of Ben Stewart. Uh, he's, a, he's a preacher up in Washington, D.C. And a lot, I don't know what uh, preacher plagiarism is or you know, if the preacher please come and smack me on the hand or something, but I want to let you know before we move on that a lot of the stuff that I'm saying here, it's, it's stuff that I've seen him preach on. And it's so good, and I want us to connect with that because this one simple beautiful truth to know and enjoy God a lot of times is difficult for us to understand and to experience in the everyday, right? We exist to know and to enjoy God, but it just it doesn't seem like there's this closeness. Where, where is that closeness? And even then, sometimes church can feel like an obligation more than a joy, this rejoicing. It seems more than that. And I think that's the work of the enemy. And scripture says that we do have an enemy, an enemy that seeks to destroy and to kill. But I don't think that our enemy's main goal is to convince us that God's not real or that the scriptures are dead. I think that he's totally fine with that. But I think what he wants us to do is, yeah, you can believe all those things as long as you look good while you're doing it. So that you can go to the right college, so that you can get the right major, so that you can get the right job, maybe a good internship so you can work for a good team, right? So that you can take care of the world. So, well, if we're going to take care of the world, we've got to move to the big city. Ah, 
Big city is expensive, so I need to get some roommates. Oh, I lost a couple of roommates here. Maybe not just one, maybe two, maybe three, maybe some more roommates. We're going to have some roommate drama in the middle there too, okay? But while we're taking care of our, these apartments and stuff, we got to make sure that everybody knows. Oh, I was going to see if I could catch that. That we got to look good too. So we're, so we're posting on Instagram, and we're posting on Snapchat, and we're posting on TikTok, right? And then all of a sudden, at the same time, oh, you meet somebody. Oh, I almost dropped to somebody. You meet somebody. Hey. And you go on a date. You go on a second date, and a second date, and a third date. And at the same time, like, oh, man, maybe you should meet my friends. Oh, maybe you should meet my family. Maybe I'll meet your friends. Maybe I'll meet your family, right? Oh, are we doing this? Are we going to get engaged? Maybe we should get married. Where are we going to get married? Where are we going to live? Are we going to have kids? How many kids are we going to have? Are they going to go to, uh, you know, Providence Classical Academy or public school? Okay, okay, okay. There's just two. And in the middle, in the middle of all of that, in the middle of all of this, right, it's not... It's not that, you know, you believe that God is dead or that his scriptures don't matter or that Jesus isn't with us. It's just that we, we lost him somewhere along the way. And so you might be asking, okay, Brandon, well, what, what are you trying to say? Well, obviously what I'm trying to say is don't get a job. Nah, jobs are dumb, okay? Also, don't have kids. Don't do it, okay? Is that what you're trying to say, Brandon? I'm, I'm, that's what I'm not going to try to say. But what I will say is this is that many times our problems are not actually our problems. Many times our problems may not actually be our problems. What are our problems are our anxieties about our problems that are our problems. Mm. Philippians 4, man, we're looking at this path from anxiousness. How can we, how can we get rid of this anxiousness that ties us down, a path from anxiousness. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 26, or 26, Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, he says, therefore I tell you, don't be anxious about your life. Don't be anxious about your clothes. Don't be anxious about your food. God knows you need those things, and I'm going to give them to you. The Gentiles, verse 32, the Gentiles seek after those things. People that do not belong to me, they're the ones that seek after those things. And he says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Huh, that's interesting. Don't be anxious about your life. Because I got you. And instead, seek first the kingdom of God. You see the contrast there. Because for all of us, you will either seek God or you will seek to handle things yourself. You will either seek God or, or seek to handle things yourself. And Jesus presents that we don't have to worry about these things, man. We don't have to worry about these things because it's our anxieties that tie us down, right? God frees us up and he says, don't, don't be anxious about anything. Well, that's awesome. Don't be anxious about your life. Are you alive? Don't be anxious about it because I'm taking care of you. And yet here we are bound up and together, not able to move, not able to make decisions, stuck in bed because, man, there's just an anxiousness that I can't get rid of. It's crazy. Anxiety ties us down and that's why Satan uses it uses it on his people so much. Just like the parable in Luke chapter 8, right? And Luke chapter 8 says that the word of God, scripture, Jesus himself, he dwells and that word is planted in our lives, in our hearts. And it's supposed to, to, to be rooted down into our souls, into our hearts, and to grow and to flourish and to be beautiful and enjoy life and life to the fullest. But what Jesus says here in Luke chapter 8 is that there's this weed that comes up. In Luke chapter 8, verse 14, it says, But as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries. We 
cannot fully live this life because the word of God inside us is getting choked out by life's worthy worries. And that scares me, man, because we're we're an anxious generation, right? We're an anxious generation. We are relatively more safe than we have ever been to this point in history, and yet anxiousness is killing us. It's actually killing us. What's crazy about anxiousness is that it's a condition of the heart that can prompt us into sin, which is crazy. Think about it like this. Anxiousness about grades, seniors listen to this, can prompt us to cheat and be dishonest. There's a study at Rutgers of 32 universities that 74% of business students and 68% of all students admit to some form of cheating. Why is, there, why is there a distinction between business and not? I don't know. But maybe they're just like, oh, yeah. Oh, cheat? Yeah, maybe they're just more honest. Like, yeah, that's how you get ahead in life is by cheating. I don't know. Are you anxious about your schedule? Well, it could lead you to breaking commitments. Are you anxious about dating? It could lead you to compromise. Are you anxious about your finances? It could lead you to make unethical decisions. Are you anxious about your status and being liked? Because that will cause you to embellish stories and act really, really weird, at par- weird at parties. Leads us into some scary places. Because at the farthest extent of our anxieties, we can dive into addictions and dive into those things and take those things and it just takes us down a terrible, terrible path. What's crazy is that anxiety can actually kill you. This preoccupation with hypothetical situations was actually killing me. And that's not to be, uh, not meant to be. I've shared this story before, but I want to uh, uh, color it in just a little bit. So I'm a senior in college, and I'm living with five guys because I'm trying to get rent down to this much, right? And so between us five guys, we've got two bathrooms. Disgusting, by the way. Not a good idea. Oh, because we didn't have any, you know, any people that just wanted to, none of us wanted to clean it. It's nasty, okay? So I'm sitting there, and I'm in the shower, and all of a sudden my, my chest it just starts hurting. It feels like it feels like a gorilla sitting on my chest, so that it's just like starting to cave in. And I was like, "Ha! What? What is this? Like, am I gonna die? Is this heartburn? Like, I never had heartburn before. It's so like, is this heartburn? Like, is this is this what it really is? I'm sitting there thinking. I'm like, I think it's the barbecue, man. It's the barbecue. I've been eating off of like this one plate of barbecue for like the past two weeks, and like I'm just thinking, like maybe maybe this is it." Maybe this, you know, I'm just going to like die in the shower. My roommates are going to find me and like, well, that was the, you know, he was eating out that same barbecue well past it was acceptable or safe. Like, no, man, this is crazy. And so okay, I'm okay. I go to the doctor and he's like, well, tell me about your stresses. Tell me about your, tell me about your life. And I'm like, well, uh, so I'm dating this girl. I don't know if I'm going to marry her yet. And I'm looking at, uh, looking at all these papers and stuff that I'm doing. And I think I might get a job, but I've got a couple of different places that I'm looking at. So I'm not even sure. He's like, stop, stop, stop. You're worried. Your, your heart is telling you, you need to take a second. You need to sit down, okay? And what's crazy, man, is that this is somebody that's wanting to go into ministry. And so, but the world is not impressed when we sing about the Prince of Peace in our lives, but we live in stress. The world is not impressed whenever we sing about the Prince of Peace, but we live in stress. Luke chapter 12 says, man, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious, okay? The pagans, the people that do not believe in God, they're anxious about those things, okay? But our God feeds us. My people will not be characterized by that. And what's cool is that Jesus came not only to take sin away from us, but to free us from the bondage of anxiousness and worry. Now, (laughs) I want to mention, there are distinctions medically that I can't, and I am not qualified to talk to as far as medical 
anxieties go, right? Okay, honestly, you can go back onto our YouTube or our, our Facebook and go and see some sermons at, at Flagstone and from some actual experts. This past February, we were in this series called The Struggle is Real, and we had an expert come up and talk about anxiety and depression from a 30,000-foot view. He said, first of all, man, you're not alone. If you're here in this room, know that you're not alone. You're not the only one. Go and seek some help. Don't push it down and think that you can do it. Go and seek some help and go talk with the trained professional. I've been to counseling before in my life, and man, let me tell you, game changer. You can have Jesus and a therapist too. But what can scripture do to get us into a good place? Because there is a path from God here in this verse in Philippians. Philippians 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Do not be anxious about anything. I, I love it. I love it because there's permission in it, right? There's a, never a thing that you are obligated to be stressed about, right? We are not meant to carry those things. The word anxiousness or the Greek word anxiousness in the Bible means to be being drawn in different directions. And at first that was a little confusing for me, right? But you can't focus on one thing because your mind and your heart is being drawn to many things. You can't just focus on one because many things are overpowering you, right? Which is crazy, okay? But in everything by prayer and supplication. Look at this. But pray about everything. You see the contrast in those two verses? Oh, it's so beautiful. We are to be anxious about nothing, but pray about everything. So here's a little math problem for you. Are you worried? Yes. Okay, are you worried about a thing? Yes? Okay. Well, the scripture says we are not to be anxious about anything, but instead pray about everything. If your heart is so engulfed by the things that are, are happening in your life that you've got all this anxiousness, instead of just worrying and bringing it, let's bring those things to God. Let's bring those things to God and let him do something about it, right? <laughs> okay, let me, let me tell you, okay? Let me tell you how many, how many times that I've said this to teenagers and stuff and be like, hey, man, like, are you anxious about that test? Well, let's just pray about it. You know, anxious about this relationship? Let's just, let's just, let's just pray about it, guys. Yeah, let's just pray about it, okay? The teens, well, some of them might say it, them, say it this way to me. Uh, but they could say, hey, Brandon, like, understand that's like the whole churchy answer and stuff but that's not working for me buddy okay i need real answers and i need real help because prayer that's just not doing it for me okay but here's the deal before you knock this theory how is yours working out for you before you knock this theory how is yours working out for you okay because this verse definitely doesn't say mm, be anxious about nothing but instead go and pound a whole bunch of carbs that would be dope if that was in there but it's not yeah, what if that actually helped? That'd be awesome. I like bread. You guys like bread? It doesn't say that here, okay? So instead of taking it to prayer, I'm going to take it to the pantry. Not, not down for that, okay? But the honest part about this, too, is that most of the time, whenever we get, I mean, you've heard of stress eating before. How many stress eaters do we have in here, right? Okay, we are getting real in here, okay? Talking about stress eating, okay? Uh, the sea salt and vinegar chips, Man, don't, don't give me the little bags. Give me the big family-sized, okay? But maybe it's not the family-sized. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's social media, okay? This is me, too. Whenever I'm getting stressed or anxious about stuff, I'm like, man, I just need an escape. Let's, let's dive into social media, which can be good and bad for a couple of different reasons because you're scrolling through and like, hey, man, well, I'm sitting here 
anxious about this job and what's happening here, overwhelmed by what's happening here. My friend is in Cancun without a mask. What is, why am I, why am I here? What is this? That's not helpful. And then many of us, I say many of us, some of us can say, man, I just need an escape from this. I need something to take it away. So we go to places like pornography or drugs or parties or unhealthy relationships and just draw from those kinds of things, man. That's not good. Okay, listen to this. Many scholars are saying that some of the secrets to conquering our fears, this is secular scholars, okay, not Christians. Many secrets to conquering our fears and anxieties are actually meditation and gratitude. Many scholars today are stumbling just now into ancient paths that we've had for centuries. And this is the path. Let your request be made known to God. Look at this. Let these things go. It's not a command. It's not a command. It's passive. It's like they want to get out. It's like they want to get up, okay? This is not a command. Okay, the show of hands. How many of you guys, whenever your alarm goes off, you just wake up and you're like, welcome, hello day. I'm so glad I have another day to worship and, you know, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then you go and, like, clean the house. What's wrong with you? Okay, I'm not one of those people, okay? I'm not one of those people. Instead, Many of us, I feel like we wake up and we wake up to the anxieties from the day before. We wake up to the worries of the day before, which is crazy. So think about this, you know, all of these, these tennis balls that we've got up here that represent our problems and the anxieties that we have for those problems. Just imagine that I've got a huge tub of water and all of these things. You wake up and you've got all of these anxieties and all of these worries just floating in the water, right? Many times, okay, maybe you did it today, not to be transparent, maybe you did it today. Hey buddy, how you doing? And it's like we're trying to push them down. And say, like, oh, I'm good, brother. It's good. You know, senior Sunday. I love it, buddy. I love it, buddy. You know, not today, Satan. Hashtag blessed. Like, we're like, you know, good. Just, just stuff it down, okay? Scripture's like, dude, let those things fly. Let them go. Give them to God. Let those things, let those things go, right? And just under the surface, while we're doing that, we're just wondering if we're going to make it, buddy. Let them go. And let me tell you this, because I'm speaking to myself here, okay? There's a mentality that many of us have that's just like, man, I just got to, I just got to make it. I'm just going to make it. I'm going to plow through, right? I'm going to pull up my own bootstraps, okay? My family wasn't there for me, but I'm going to be there for me. My friends weren't there for me, but I'm going to be there for me. And let me tell you, man, there is nothing heroic about stuffing stuff down. There's nothing heroic about stuffing stuff down. Well, you might say, well, I'm a little too busy for prayer. Yeah, I can do, you know, I'm a little too busy for prayer. So we say we don't have time. So you know what we do instead? Instead of letting those things go, we sit and we carry these things, these anxiousness, these worries into our life, and they affect our relationships. So with me, I'm less patient. I'm more self-absorbed. I'm arrogant. I don't want to listen. I want to speak. That's not the way that we're supposed to live. God's like, dude, why are you even carrying those? Let those things go. They want to go. That's literally the feelings in your body is wanting to let them go. Let them go. So, man, some of us, man, we just need to make an appointment, okay? Uh, now, it could be in a, at, a, at a particular time every, every day. You know, at this time, like, I'm going to make an appointment with God. Now, if somebody comes up and says, hey, uh, you want to go grab breakfast this time? Be like, no, I've got an appointment. You don't have to tell them it's with the Almighty. But, you, yeah, I've got an appointment. That's fine. I've got an appointment, and I'm not going to break it for you, and I'm not going to break it for anybody. I've got this appointment right here. 
This word right here is supplication, with prayer and supplication. That's a specific request. <laughs> if you're like me, okay, many times I've got to pull out, a piece of po- pull out a piece of paper in the morning and I've got to write at the top, how do you feel, question mark. I've got a piece of paper in the top, how do you feel, question mark. Well, you might be like, well, how do you know, how, how do you not know what you feel? I, I don't. It might be confusing for him as you're like, you just, you don't, you don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel, okay? I don't know how I feel. Uh, And honestly, if I'm starting to write things on this paper, there's a lot of negative feelings that are on this paper. That's why the psalmist says, why are you downcast, O my soul? It's David saying, dude, soul, what's going on? Why are all these negative feelings here? What What's at the core of all of these things? And by writing these things down, we can, we can see what's behind that and why do we feel that. <laughs> and uh, man, there's been times I wish I could keep journals. I'm not good at it, but I'm such a perfectionist with my journals. If anybody, I'm like, dear Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, today there was a battle and yet I was victorious, period. And then, a, you know, hashtag blessed or something. Like it's gotta be perfect. Let me tell you with these things right here, okay? Most of my things, it just looks like scribbles, okay? I've got words from all over the place. Looks like I've got multiple personalities. There's scribbles. There's a picture of an ice cream cone there. Like, what what is going on on these prayer requests right here? But we need to write those things down. And because right here, why do we have Thanksgiving? It says, with Thanksgiving, because we are letting those things go to God. We're letting those things go, and that's something that we should be thankful for, right? 1 Peter 5, verse 7 says this, cast all of your anxieties on him. That's a command. Cast all your anxieties on him. Why? Because he cares for you. Psalm 55, 22 says, cast all your anxieties on him because he will sustain you, right? I love, I love these two verses together because it's the same command, just different motivations, right? Cast all your anxieties on him. Why? Because he cares for you. Cast your anxieties on him. Why? Because he will sustain you, okay? We serve a God that is loving enough to want to hear those things and strong enough to do something about it. And that's the best person to take those things to. That's the best person to take those things to. Our God is loving enough to want to hear your sorrows and anxiousness and worries, and he's strong enough to actually do something about it. There was this time uh, recently within this past week that I was picking up one of my kiddos, uh, just kind of go up the porch and go up a couple of steps. And right after I picked him up, she said to me, oh, no, no, I'm too heavy. I'm too heavy. Okay, first off, who told you that? We want to, where'd you hear that? Second off, you're not too heavy for me. You're not too heavy for me. And then I lifted her up and did a couple of presses just to like show her exactly where I was. Okay, Okay? you're not too heavy for me. Somebody told her that and she thinks she's too heavy. Gosh, our God wants to carry you and your sorrows, and your anxiousness, and your worries, because you are not designed to carry those things. Let those things go, man. Let God take care of you, and come and set an appointment, and sit with your dad, (laughs) because when you do, there's a promise, verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The truth is that some of us are just overwhelmed by the gravity of our decisions, Think about our seniors, man. This is a, these are big decisions the, and the gravity of those things. We're plagued by this gravity and don't have any peace, okay? But this path right here, a peace that surpasses all understanding, this path 
shows that we are, we, we're not going to be free from making decisions. You're still going to have to make decisions, but you're free to make good decisions. We're not freed from decisions, but we're free to make good decisions, and we have peace about those decisions. Morgan, uh, a couple of months ago, uh, was like, hey, I'm going to do yoga this morning. Okay. Awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cook breakfast. I'm going to do my thing. You know, she's sitting there, and she's doing the palm tree and all that. I'm like, I'm definitely not that flexible. And you can hear her, she's pushing the ball back and forth. Okay, she's doing her breathing, but she's, she's emptying herself. They say, man, put, and they're telling you, put everything in the front of your mind that you have and just, and just let it out. Empty your mind. Empty your brain. Breathe it out. Let it go. That's awesome. I agree with that. That's absolutely fine. But man, for Christians, it's freeing. But as Christians, we need to not just sweep the house clean. We need to put things back in its place. We need to release our anxieties on him and we fill our lives with something else, which is verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, what's pure, lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is anything that is excellent, anything worthy of praise, we think about those things. Whenever we let things go, we can't just let it just, just be empty. The goal of Christians is not to empty ourselves and just be empty, okay? As Christians, our goal is to think about things that are true, fill our house with the good stuff. And he says this in verse 9. He says, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, we need to practice these things, put these things into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. There's many of us in here, myself included, that we can hear this stuff and be like, man, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great to not wake up every morning and be plagued by the anxieties of the day before? Wouldn't that be great? Let's move from this place. Let's put some of these things into practice, right? Let's let not just these words just be on a page that encourages us here right now and forget once we shut the door in the car to go to Sawgrass in this room, but man, these words, we can sit and dwell and soak and move. For many of us, and seniors included, education just kind of keeps you on some rails, right? Like this train, you're like, you're like on your rails, and then once education stops, it's like the, you know, the rails just end, and you're like, oh, no, that, this is not good. I'm in, a, I'm in a free fall. Like, this does not feel good. I'm free falling. Like, what the heck? What, what, what is going on here, okay? But here's the deal, is that we need to figure out why you exist. You've got to figure out why you exist. What a tall order for me to just say, hey, go figure out why you exist. Okay. And act on that. It's a big question, but it's not as hard as we think. Because scripture, said, scripture says that we are made by him, through him, and for him. And that we are to love our God with all of our hearts, with all of our souls, with all of our strength, with all of our minds. And we need to love our neighbor as ourselves. Do you want to know why you exist? That's why. That's why. Okay, so we've got all of this anxieties about all these things. And we just need to realize that I just need to be those things. Okay? I need to be those things. And I, I just want that, and I need that. And honestly, for me, it's youth ministry. That's it for me. That's figuring out why I exist. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? Being made by him and through him and for him and loving my God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength and loving others as myself, do you know what that looks like in my life? It looks like sitting in a kid's golf cart. It looks like sitting in the stands for a softball game and a football game. It looks like getting punched in the face by Pokemon cards or going down to Guatemala or eating quail eggs from an old lady's fridge. I'm looking at you, Ethan. 
the truth is, is I don't know a lot, okay? And I don't know every step. But I'm made by God that loves me. And so I'm going to love other people, try to love other people in that same way. And I don't know a lot, but I do know him. I trust him. And he's sitting here with us. Many of us brought our anxieties with us today into this building. And we get to let those things go. Let's let those things go. Let's, God, let's let God free us up and we need to remember what our purpose is here on this earth to love the Lord our God with everything that we are and to make him known. And our job now is to do that. I don't know a lot, but I know him and I will go wherever he wants me to go and the God of peace is gonna be with us. Let's pray. God, you've assured us that there is trouble in this world. Your son even said that there is trouble here and we know it and we experience it and we understand it. And there are some of us here that think that we can just manage, think that we can just push through it. I'll be there for myself. I'll pull myself up. I I can weather it. I can do it. But man, there's something so much better than that. God, we're We're not meant to carry these great things. God, we're meant to be carried by the maker of the stars. And so, God, I pray for the people that are in in here now and the people that are online with us. God, I pray that if we brought those anxiousness, we brought those worries in, we can let those things go, that we can walk out of here free, free to live and to love and to enjoy and pursue you and your people. God, thank you for your son because without him, we wouldn't have the option of any of those things. And it's through his sacrifice and his love that we can be truly freed from the sin that hinders. Thank you, God, for everything that you do. In your name we pray, amen. I am a sheep and the Lord is my shepherd, watching over my soul. My soul to keep guarding over me ever. Watching wherever I go. And when the winds blow, he is my shelter. When I'm lost and alone, he rescues me. And when the lion comes, he is my victory. Constantly watching over me. He is constantly watching over me. We are his children and he is our father, watching over our souls. Great is his love for his sons and his daughters, watching wherever we go. Yeah.
minefield up here. <laughs> Good morning. We're glad you're here with us today. If you're here online with us, we appreciate you joining in and being a part of our service. Brandon, that was a great job. Uh, I enjoyed that very much. Uh, the tennis balls were a very good uh, symbol of what sometimes it's like to, uh, to get out on your own and have so many things coming at you that you're not really sure what to do with. It's a special day. And we are so thankful for you guys. We've watched a lot of y'all grow up. Sometimes I feel like you're my kids. You spend so much time at my house. And we loved it, every minute of it. We want you to know that you're always going to be loved here. You're always going to be welcome here. We want you to see this as home. But we know that you're going to go out and you're going to carve your own path. And you're going to do things that most of us never dreamed of. But Brandon had a really good point. And I am the world's worst at this. Every time we have a, a um, quote, problem, Connie always asks me, did you pray about it? And I'm always saying, nope, I got this. And then I pray about it and things go well. Never fails. But remember that. We love you guys very much. I have this announcement. Ryan Scott graduated this weekend from Arkansas Tech. Let's see, is, is Ryan in the, yeah, there he is. Congratulations. <laughs> you came on a good day. We have opportunities for you to give if you so choose. You can do it online, the text to give. There are basket out in the foyer for you to place your contribution if you choose to do it there. We are very thankful. This is a very giving family. Um, we were below budget for a while and all of a sudden you all stepped up and that's solved. Not a lot of churches can say that. So we're very thankful for this family here. The um, elders uh, feel that we should be giving you the opportunity to um, talk to us if you need to. We don't get to do the um, uh, invitation song like we were doing prior to COVID and and we'll get back to that, but for now, I will be back in this back corner um, after service if you need to talk, if you need to be prayed with, if you just need a hug or a handshake. Uh, I'm available this week, so come see me. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this wonderful day you've given us. You've given us a beautiful day uh, to celebrate our seniors. We ask that you 
walk with them, Lord. Put your arms around them for safety and for comfort and just to know that you're there. Lord, we thank you for the love of this congregation. We thank you for our time here to be together. And we pray that you continue to bless us with that opportunity. Most importantly, we're thankful for your son. We're thankful for the fact that he stood up and said, I'll go. He put himself in the place that we should have been, and we are so thankful that we don't have to endure what he did. So, Lord, continue to bless us, continue to walk with us, continue for us to seek you. In his name we pray. Amen. Hope you all have been blessed today being here. I know I have. This is my first Sunday to be back and being able to sing. Dex already standing up in the front row here. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's been so good to, to hear y'all sing today. Um, you know, I didn't know how much the mask was getting in the way of, of, the, of the worship, but today it's been awesome. So thank you so much. Let's stand up. Let's do one more and we'll be on our way. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from every fear. Those who look on him are radiant, they'll never be ashamed, they'll never be ashamed, this poor man cried, and the Lord heard me, and saved me from Oh.